0: Welcome back to episode 45 of the Booth Review podcast presented by TBR Sports. We're here and we are doing a reverse week five pick'em. Week five is over. We made our picks before week five, but we didn't record a podcast on Sunday. So we are going to reverse go through all the picks, why we picked them and what happened with the game. And I actually kind of like that we're doing it this way. But before we get into it, I'm here with Seth. Seth is back on
1: the Pick'em show after sleeping in last two weeks ago now. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I got some good sleep two weeks ago, and uh, I didn't expect to sleep in as late as I did. That wasn't intentional <laughs> by any means. Um, though, now that I think about it, I don't know that I have my laptop with me, so that might have been a little bit awkward trying to record a podcast. But anyway, I'm having a good week. I uh, I have class tomorrow at 930, and that'll be my first class since last Friday at 9:30, so oh, nice. it's it's been it's been like a six day week for me which is you know weekend i should weekend, say sure i've got one of those coming up the uh the the kids who
0: are still in high school who work for tbr sports have a six day weekend this weekend so mad That's content con- how, how how do you because it's like it's our like break in between like the two like mini trimesters so we have this long weekend i don't know but it's like a six-day weekend, so I'm off Friday, Wait, so you Saturday, guys Sunday, sh- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is your school
1: Tuesday, year broken up into six different parts? Kind of, yeah. That's so weird. So the
0: classes that I've had for the past five weeks, I won't have ever again. Oh my, it's weird. Yeah. So, did so- you have like,
1: <laughs> did you have like mini finals this week? Not. Kind
0: of, yeah. Like I had one test in each class, and that was like the final. It was literally like a five-week crash course on like. Yeah. Like you can't even fit a whole like unit into five weeks. Like you don't realize how how short five weeks is until you go. Especially you're only do aren't you only doing school twice a week? Right. So you have like two classes a (laughs) week. You literally have 10 classes. And they can't like assign homework on the off days. So like they can't be like, all right, if you're not in school Tuesday, do this for like they give you homework on Monday. And then it's due the next time you're in, you're in
1: the building. So, <laughs> we're like not doing that much at all. So, yeah, you guys are getting the real college crash course here. That's that's no. kind of that's I mean, that's basically what college is, depending on how you schedule your classes. Like, most of my classes meet twice a week or three times a week. Yeah, like that's it. It's
0: about time management, and I'm I am learning that skill to be a good manager of time. That's the one thing you can't get. You
1: yeah, time. I mean, it's that's got to be tough, dude, when you're a uh, you, you're only in school three times a week
0: yeah not no twice
1: or yeah you're, you're sorry you're out of school three out days school. a week yeah L- literally five days you, you basically just flip the calendar in reverse yeah
0: <laughs> that's very true that, That's <laughs> unreal. yeah it's weird but we've got a long weekend so we have some content planned uh mad content as carp likes to say mad content so but this time we're actually going to do it so uh be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, a lot of lot of stuff coming uh, the TBR fans way. Three items of business before we get into it. Number one, my bachelorette podcast is dropping today. Dude, we have That's to discuss
1: excited. this. Hang on.
0: That excited about that one? So excited! I recorded. Oh it today. my god! <laughs> so
1: you're you're telling me what you're telling me is you had the option when you turned on your TV, I could either watch football right now. Or I could watch The Bachelorette. And the the decision that you actively made and did without an ounce of shame was watch The Bachelorette. People don't know this about me. I watch every single
0: season. You're joking. (laughs) I'm not joking. I've watched every single season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for more than a decade now. I was like five years old watching The Bachelorette.
1: OK, so I have two questions. Sure, First off, um, were you w- was fantasy bachelorette club a thing during your time at Pengri? Oh, did yeah. you yeah. So did you go to that? I,
0: I didn't join. No, I, I didn't have enough. Like I, I hadn't if it was this year, I'd be like the leader of it. Like last <laughs> year, I kind of dipped my toes into the whole like being comfortable, not being comfortable deal. And I won the bacon club by doing that. And that literally one bacon club. And then this year I was going to do fantasy like bachelor, bachelorette league, but like no one started it. And I didn't want to start it on my own because that's not a hot look, even though I'm starting my own podcast about it. But yeah, no, I would have done fantasy bachelorette league at Pingree if, uh, if 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 I wasn't like, you know, a freshman.
1: Yeah, so this this brings up the next question, which sure. is is Quentin Byfield now your favorite NHL player? Well, why? So the NHL this year did whenever a guy got picked, they did a they a post on their Instagram. And it was different questions, like the the get to know you of the NHL draftees. Sure. And the I forget what the first two questions were, but the third one was something I'm embarrassed about, and it was Absolutely. I watched The Bachelor. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, he – well, no, he's not my favorite NHL player, but, yeah, that – that he definitely gets some uh, some brownie points because of that. Which are we going to discuss? I feel like we need to discuss NHL because it sounded like your boy might not end up on the Listen. team. We'll talk about. We'll we'll set aside a time. I don't even want
0: to think about it right now. I don't. I need. I'm like too stressed out. I, I need to not think about Jake DeBrusque at all. I'm just praying and hoping that he stays with the Bruins. And if he doesn't, then I'm I'm gone too. We're, I mean,
1: you <laughs> you you're,
0: you're jumping ship. We're a we're a two for one package. So if he goes, I go. Wherever he goes, I'm going. He gets if, traded to the Canucks, then I'm moving to British Columbia. That's yeah, how it's they going. uh
1: if they had ended up picking up Hall, I would have said he was gone. He's since gone, they yeah. didn't get hall i I'm more optimistic at their chances of signing him, but they also have to get Grizzlick under contract, so yeah,
0: it's a weird it's a weird time. I'm choosing to remove myself from from the situation until everything plays itself right. out. I think that'll be healthiest for me but but yeah not uh, um. So yeah, my bachelorette podcast drops today, tonight after the rose with Brendan Willette, presented by TBR Sports. Um, I'm I'm hoping to get a co-host at some point. I know I've had a lot of applicants reach out to me already. Uh, a lot of female applicants reach out, so we're bringing in we're bringing in new audiences, a new demographic that we're reaching.
1: So I was to say start. we don't. I don't think we have a. Uh, do we even have a? We a had female one male member like a of TBR for like um, a week. Cara was who goes to be you. Was. Oh, right, yeah, I see her around sometimes. I don't speak. No way. That's around. unreal.
0: No, she was going to come on and do a podcast and then the podcast ended. So, Uh-oh. that's. <laughs> I mean, technically she didn't like leave TBR or anything or we weren't like, all right, she, she just never really started. She just never started. Yeah, we announced that she was joining us. And then Farula and I went to record this podcast and we posted the first episode and never recorded another one. You can go listen to it. It's still out there. It's called The Garden. Uh, with Ferullo and Brendan and Cara, even though Cara never joined. But yeah, I think this is going to be like our one of our first like official like female like members, hopefully, which is cool. Like we're expanding the demographic. But if if you're listening to this and you are a female, our demographic on Spotify for the review podcast, by the way, seven percent female. So wow. if, if you're the seven <laughs> percent right now and you're listening, so diverse, <laughs> you want to apply to work at TBR or you want to apply to be my co-host on After the Rose, like if you're a big Bachelorette fan shoot us a DM or maybe we'll send out a Google form and have people like apply. I don't know, but episode one drops tonight. I was excited. It was, it was a funny, it was, I was like, it was a funny uh, episode and it, and it should be, uh, it's me talking about the bachelorette. Like the premise of the show is already hilarious because no one knows <laughs> that I watch it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this big, like sports man, podcast man. And I'm doing, Well, a I wouldn't podcast. call you That's big.
1: You're, 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 you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, what's some being, you guys? <laughs> what some of you guys are missing that you don't get sex. from the pre-show, from the pre-show banter was the discussion of last year's poll as to who's taller, carp oh. or Willa, and the answer is it doesn't matter because they're both short.
0: No, oh, it does matter. So here, this brings me to my second point of the night. Karp tried to make me look like an idiot on the TBR story last night, and he said— Because after- you are. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm not. So he said that it was after Josh Allen lost to the Titans. Well, big deal. He said, at Brendan Dotwillette claims that Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. Do He's you agree? Listen, not. Listen, we can, we can have the discussion about whether Josh Allen's elite or not. That's fine. But what Karp did— was a retaliatory post on the story trying to get under my skin and get people to go against me. And thank God that I have a cult following at TBR. And everyone just goes along with what I say because the majority of you voted in my favor and made him look like an idiot. So I thank you all very much for voting in my favor. And Seth also brought up that that there is there is a storied history of polls on the tbr story that may not be 100 percent accurate last year i forget what we were trying to decide but we were deciding something like if someone was going to do something at tbr and you were involved it was like how about we go by like the oldest and i are you older than carp or is he older than you
1: uh i'm older than carp his birthday is december 2nd He's like nine days younger than me.
0: Okay, yeah, So, so
1: I think it was let's,
0: like, you know, the oldest person is gonna do this, and then Carp was like, well, that's Seth, and then he was like, let's do it by like, um, I forget what it was. It was some stupid thing, and I said, why don't we do it by? Carp was like, let's do some like competition between you and me, and I said, okay, and he said, oh, that's what it was. He said, oldest between me and him, and obviously Carp's two years older than me, and then I said why don't we do it by height? And then he goes, still me. And I said, <laughs> no, 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 that's me. So we had a full blown like poll on the Instagram story, post multiple pictures of he and I standing next to each other, relative height, trying to figure out who was taller. It's very clear that I'm taller than carp. Like it's, it's not even close. It, there was a time when I first met carp where he probably was taller than me or we were pretty close to the same height. But that was four years ago now. Uh, and I've grown and he hasn't. So I'm taller than Karp. Uh, and I don't know what you guys were doing because everyone on the story voted for Carp. I don't know if you guys were just trying to get at me or whatever. I don't know where the <laughs> call. I think everyone on
1: the story was just
0: right. <laughs> no, he's not taller than me. And then, <laughs> and then this brings me me to my third point, which is actually very fitting is that TBR Sports have a sponsorship and it ironically enough is for a product which boosts your height. Um, no. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So this it's these things called Elevation Souls. Uh, so sadly enough, here's a little story time. This company reached out to TBR Sports on Instagram. They're called Konzuri is the company. Uh, I'd seen their ads before and they DM'd me and they said, hey, we like your content, would you guys want to like, you know, do like a sponsorship brand ambassador program, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And she was like, the woman was like, awesome, we can send you the Elevation Souls so you can try them out. And I said, believe it or not, I actually already have (laughs) and I use them on a daily basis and I love them. (laughs) I wish I were kidding.
1: <laughs> I have to look these things up now. I'm so confused. Why? Oh,
0: go get my shoes and show you. So they DM'd us in August what? and say, hey. Uh we would be happy Wait, to this, send Are too short to ride the rides at Disney World. Is that no, why you have go to Disney World? It's listen, it's not because I feel short. It's 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 a little difference, but it is a big difference. Like it's it's subtle, but it makes a difference. And I'm noticeably like it's not even I'm noticeably taller. I'm just like I'm up there. I don't know. <laughs> so they DM'd us and said we would be happy to send a product in exchange for some sorry. I don't know. It's a European company. They said, would be happy to send product in exchange for some video content, question mark. She said, we would be we would be able to provide you a script slash some guidance to talk about the product. Let us know if this interests you. Thanks, Rosie. I said, sure. So believe it or not, I actually have and use your guys elevation (laughs) souls. She said, oh, great to hear. Well, we would be able to offer full reimbursement off your order if you created us some content. Let us know. How are you finding the
1: souls? I said, sure, that sounds
0: great. I love the souls too. They're awesome.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm just saying this right now. Every single comment I see that's a review on this is talking about... Being taller. My favorite one right now is no shame in buying these kings. If girls have makeup, this is the least we should be allowed.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> it's so true. People that want to be taller. That's all this is. You should use it, too. It, you don't have to just be short. You can be tall and use these and be even taller. I think we should send some so to carp.
1: Wait, wait, hang on. If, if, if this is... <sighs> god okay um i'm still trying to wrap my head around this Uh, this might be the most electric start to a podcast we've ever had dude i know we've been going on for like 20 minutes on the recording here um so if you're not wearing them to make yourself taller why are you wearing them? like what's the wearing them to make myself taller
0: but it's not like I feel short, I need to be taller. Like, I think that I've actually, like, I'm at average height right now. But I'm, it's like, a, it's just a subtle difference. So, like, the the main reason is females. So, <laughs> I'm taller than most girls now. Like, I used to not be that way, but now I am. But I want to be even taller than them, if that makes sense at all.
1: Yeah, so when you go, no, I know what you're saying. When you go and they're wearing, you know, four-inch heels, they're not towering over you. I understand I, yeah, that's basically that's yeah. And I just I don't want to be like like the point where
0: I am right now and like guys too. not that I'm trying to impress guys, but like going out with my
1: friends like right, I, yeah, I wanna, you don't want to be, be significantly of- when, when, when you're hanging out with uh, with Cam's lanky ass, you don't want like to Cam and Lynch. Like I
0: always surround myself with tall people except for Carp and Furulo. Um, But Cam, Cam and Lynch and, and people and you and people of that nature, Vito. Well, Vito, I'm actually taller than Vito, I think. You are not taller than Vito. Well, There's well, no way. Vito is well, my size. Well, I, I don't know. I, if, 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 dude, Vito ball. is either my height or slightly smaller than me. Well, OK, so when we did Wiffle ball this summer and I interviewed him, I'm pretty sure we weren't that far apart. Maybe you've grown. Maybe it's the hair. I know that I've grown. Well, Okay, so here it is. Here's, I
1: can't tell. Maybe he's like further back than he, I am. He's definitely bending over though, but he's he's taller than you by at least two, maybe he's three. He's taller inches. than me, but I don't think I it's by that. I'm like five seven, maybe five eight on a good day. Yeah, he's probably at least one or two inches taller than you then. Yeah, so he's probably around five, 10, five 11. Okay, so just a few,
0: but yeah. So like even there, like I don't like he's probably taller than me, but I don't look like a you know short, short, short. Right. And With the soles on, I mean, with the soles off, I don't, but it's just, it's so hard to explain because it only gives you like a, a, like a, maybe an inch or two, but it's like a big difference when you're wearing them versus when you're not. But the main premise of like me wearing them out is like the way, the way that I match up to like girls my age right now is like, I'm taller than them, but like, but like from a far distance, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Like I could be like close to eye level and then like I'd have to get up really close and do like the whole like, see, you know, I'm a little bit taller than you. I want to get to the point where like I'm tall from a distance. Gotcha. <laughs> I want people to understand how intimidating I am from far away.
1: <laughs> so are, are we getting like, do I get to walk around in Kunzuri merch? Like are we What's getting... Up? <laughs> are we getting like? I don't want the insoles. Like, you send me a T-shirt, I'll insoles. wear it on the they pod. They don't. They don't make T-shirts. <laughs> they don't make T. They should. They should. They should send us T-shirts or hats or something to wear on, are their the, uh, gonna on the. What T-shirts going to say? Pod. Just like, <laughs> just just have the brand Shoot. name. Just have yeah. the brand name. I don't know. Maybe. So so but, do we have like do we have like thirty second ad reads now that you got to yeah. do in fumble? Well, through? I've
0: been reaching out to a bunch of companies to get ad reads, so we're definitely going to have live ad reads. Like a oh, oh, Willet
1: twenty promo code? When <laughs> TBR. <laughs> This what would our promo code be the it, rev- it, for, for well for for this podcast it'd be review twenty or like review fifteen, whatever they give, like whatever the percentage is yeah yeah that' that'd be cool,
0: but yeah, we actually have a bunch of stuff in the works, like talking about content, we actually have a bunch of stuff in the works we've been talking with local um sports pubs about doing live podcasts at six shot, so it sounds like like that's you know that's all in the works right now, a bunch of moving parts, but it sounds like it's gonna happen. So everybody, stay tuned for that. And my last order of business before we get into the pickums, the reverse.
1: Pick-ems. After this 20-minute intro.
0: <laughs> After the 21-minute intro that we're on right now. <laughs> Dude,
1: I feel like we're YouTubers? <laughs> like you got to, you have to have the long-ass intro so that you end up getting the money that you need.
0: Exactly. Um, I, I guess I could. I'll add to. Th- I wasn't gonna talk about either of these things, but one of them just came up on the news. Um, so I guess I'll talk about it because it's like kind of weird, and I just want to talk about it. So I live in Marblehead. Um, shout out to Marblehead Mass. Uh, the governor of, of Massachusetts lives in Swampscott. And the governor of Massachusetts house was broken into last night. Or not broken into, but a guy gained access to his house. So I drive by the governor's house all the time. Like whenever I'm going into Boston, I need to drive by his house. Whenever I'm just like going for a drive, I like his house is on like a really busy road. There's always one or two state cops you know, parked outside 24 seven. And I remember we were coming back from the Bruins game with Carp and Farulo and my cousin. And we drove past his house. It was probably 1 a.m. And there were a bunch of cops outside. They just stay out there all day and all night to make sure that no one gets into the governor's house. So my question is, how the hell did someone get into the governor's house? If these state troopers are out there 24 seven, how did this guy get in? How does this random stranger just walk in? That's my question. Conspiracy. With skill. <laughs> With skill. I don't know how he did it. He And they said he walked through the front door, which was unlocked. That's, <laughs> uh, Why was his front door unlocked? You're the oh. governor of Massachusetts. You have a nice house. Like, I well, lock my front door. And I'm nobody. Well, I'm not nobody, but I'm, right, I'm no but, governor. Well, here,
1: here's man. the thing, though. Like, it, when you're the governor and you have, you know, state troopers positioned outside of your house 24 seven. I think there's a certain level of security that you feel in which, you know, you, you feel safe enough to leave your, uh, to leave your front door unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still, that's a wild story. So what's this other order of business, this non weird. Oh, ma- well, I was just going to say, when you
0: talked about monetization, I was just going to say that I've recently been listening to a new podcast. It's called how to make a podcast. And these Which guys are awkward because we're already how many episodes already, deep into the review? <laughs> uh, this is the 45th episode. We're about two years in uh, <laughs> and I'm just learning how to do it. Uh, no, it's it just talks about how to make money because we are. We um, are. We're starting to like get an audience. Uh, we've always had an audience of like got you know like over
1: 4,000 people on the Instagram right now. Yeah, right? we
0: got 4,000 followers. We've got like even more Spotify listeners, YouTube subscribers, Twitch followers. Like we're actually seeing a big growth right now. And I would just I needed to, you know, I wanted to know how to manage that growth and how to execute on the influx of new people that we are that we are seeing and that we are expecting with this new content, i.e. my bachelorette podcast.
1: so i'm learning dude imagine imagine the money maker for tbr sports ends up being the bachelorette podcast dude that's so funny if that's
0: the podcast that blows us up (laughs) it's just it's the most impromptu like last night i decided i was going to start it and made the logo with a bitmoji and (laughs) that's about it what else are you supposed to do that's the most basic thing you can can do i was gonna pay a graphic designer to make a logo but i already i'm already paying a graphic designer to make a caricature mural of everyone who works at tbr sports now so i didn't want to spend more money on that yeah it's gonna look fire too i'm gonna put it on like everything i'm gonna make like car sticker and put it on my bumper (laughs) just all our faces together in in cartoon format but uh but yeah so that i was just going to gonna plug that uh how to make a podcast we're like learning how to even though we've been doing it for uh for time i don't know yeah it's, it's almost been, two years. it's been a while yeah all right let's get into the nfl pick yeah we've I milked know, the intro enough <laughs> we we milked that intro way too much but you know it's a good it's good to have those little anecdotes uh so we're doing a reverse pick this week reverse pick them which means i'll lay the groundwork we already gave our picks ahead of time and if anybody wants to say like oh you're you're cheating whatever like we got games wrong so like if we were cheating we wouldn't have gotten games wrong uh but we're just gonna go through the picks we're gonna talk about each game why we picked what we did and if that pick panned out or not and then we'll just recap the game itself um i think i'm just gonna go in order of the games instead of jumping around because that's easiest uh, we'll skip Thursday night football because we didn't talk about Thursday night football. So Sunday, first game was the Jaguars and Texans. And we both picked the Texans, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Both- I mean, I think this one's as simple as we both assumed that Bill O'Brien was, you know, at him being gone, was just going to have an influx of energy into the yeah. team. I think from a talent standpoint, even without DeAndre Hopkins, the Texans are loaded in comparison to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So that was that was why I made my picking. Clearly, it paid off. Yeah,
0: uh, Texans are, you know, their season's down the drain already. Um, this was a pretty obvious win for Like, should have been a win and was a win for them. Their offense looked good, actually. They put up some decent numbers, and they started to have fun with it at the end of the game. Romeo Cronelli, oldest NFL coach to coach, a, or oldest— head coach to coach an NFL team to date. Um, and I wasn't like picking the Texans thinking like, Oh, this is going to be a bounce back game and they're going to go on a run. I don't think that's going to happen. It's just, there was something interesting that was said on the radio where from a former player who said that when a coach gets fired midway through the season, that that is just a message sent to all the players saying like, look, you need to step it up or you could be gone too. And, you know, there's probably going to be a new guy who comes in next year, a new coach. They're probably not going to keep the interim guy. He may not want to keep all the players. So this is your this is your scout, basically, like your what your combine, I guess, your your opportunity to put your talent on display. So I, I figured that the Texans the week after Bill O'Brien got fired, I, I figured they were going to come out firing and and they did. They beat the the Jaguars 30 to 14. Uh Fairly, fairly simple game. That game didn't really offer much for me. Um, I watched it I watch Red Zone. So I, I caught a glimpse of all the games. Um, but yeah, we both had the Texans pretty fairly obvious pick. And that's about it. Next game, Ravens and Bengals. We both had the Ravens. Everybody should have the Ravens.
1: Uh, I don't think I'd, you really need to explain this one either.
0: You don't need to explain the pick at all. Uh, the Bengals are not there yet. They're not there at all. Uh, they put up three points, this, like just a field goal. Um, this game, nobody picked. Like if you pick the Bengals, you're stupid. Um, it's just the Ravens were going to win this game from from the get go. Uh, that that's all I really have to say about about that game. Uh, I don't think the Ravens offense is is any good. I think they're a bunch of frauds. Uh, I think that playbook is not going to be a Super Bowl successful one. Um, and I, I don't know, where did I rank them in my power rankings last week? Because they definitely aren't like top five for me. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I think we, we've had this discussion before as well. We had it, what, three weeks ago now. Um, uh, (laughs) yeah, two weeks ago. Um, but we, you know, I said that I think that you're not putting enough stock in the improvement of Lamar Jackson's arm. Um, and I mean, if you guys want to hear that full debate, which we don't have to go into now, because why would we? Because we already had it. We'll just yeah. plug the old episode. So if this is episode 45. I believe that was episode 43 that we had the debate on. So yeah. go check out that episode. Yeah, just
0: go ahead and listen to it. I mean, Carp and I talked about it last week, too, a little bit. And I'd love for him to if come that on doesn't to show surprise him, me and talk with us. He actually agreed with me, which is rare. Uh, oh, but- I'm not
1: surprised by that at all.
0: Yeah. I don't I, I know that Carps like old school like that. I'm not, I'm not against the mobile quarterback. I mean, I said I was pretty vocal last week how I'm I'm against the mobile quarterback offense, but I'm not against the mobile quarterback. So I look at a guy like Kyler Murray, that's not a mobile quarterback offense. He's just a mobile quarterback. Same thing with the Patriots. Like they design plays around him. Yes. But I feel like the Ravens rely way too heavy
1: on the Mars run game. And I just don't think it's going to work. Um, Kind and, of like uh, what used to be the Cowboys, yeah. Like w- w- with Dak, because like Dak isn't, you know, he, he's no Lamar Jackson when it comes to the run game, but he's still mobile enough. So they're move, yeah. they're a normal offense, but he can move around. Yeah, I
0: just I just think that as a quarterback, you have to throw the ball. Like that's your job. Like you're you're a running back, or you're a quarterback. You can be a quarterback that runs, but you got to throw the ball too. And on the other side of things, on, in this game, Joe Burrow is throwing the ball way too much. They don't run any any rushes at all. They don't run any run plays. He throws the ball maybe 100 times a game. Like literally every single play is a pass play. The kid's arm is going to be a noodle by the end of his rookie year. That's that's just how I see it. Um, But yeah, Ravens Ravens won this game easily. Uh, I had the Ravens defense in fantasy, and that was so clutch. They had like 29 points. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, NFL fantasy gave them 44 points, and it killed me this week. <laughs> so how does – is NFL fantasy different from everything else? In NFL fantasy isn't PPR, and also you it changes based on different things. So like my league, um, there's a 10-point bonus when the quarterback hits 400 yards. Oh. there's a, like a one or two point bonus when he throws a touchdown pass that's more than 50 yards or something. So it's yeah. it's a little bit different. I think that the they probably get more points for turnovers and they probably got something extra for the touchdown or something. Who knows? Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, all right. Next game. Panthers
0: and Falcons. Um,
1: I mean, was there wasn't the- much <clears throat> like – debate here i don't think personally the reason why i picked the panthers was because i picked them against tampa uh in week four and then no this was week five in week three and then they lost in a close one then i picked against them in week four and they won and so this week i was like screw it i'm picking the panthers and yeah I'll never pick the
0: Falcons. Yeah, I'll never pick the Falcons. I will never pick the Falcons. I think this is a terrible year for them. Dan Quinn is gone, finally. Uh, The GM is gone, finally. Uh, This game, uh, like, it was close for for a time. Uh, Panthers kind of pulled away. Teddy, two gloves pulled away. Well, I mean,
1: even now, like, even at the end of the game, it was, like, one touchdown. yeah, Yeah, one touchdown difference, so. Yeah, I just I wouldn't have picked Atlanta in a game like this. No. no Julio.
0: Um, they don't really have an established run game. Todd Gurley's good, and he had a nice touchdown. But I think it's the offensive line that's more of a problem. I'm scared that Todd Gurley's going down a path that Devonte Freeman went down. I, I, I mean, he Todd's only signed a one year deal, didn't he? Yeah, but remember when Todd Gurley was like balling out in L. A. and then he yeah. got hurt with the whole knee injury. And then he was never really the same. They didn't run him at all in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And they lost. And then he went to Atlanta um, after after another year with the Rams. And then he went to Atlanta. And he's like, he's being used there. Like, he's the number one guy. But his production just isn't at the same rate. I feel like he screams Devontae Freeman to me. Devontae Freeman was like the Falcons guy for a few years. He took him to the Super Bowl and he was their guy. And then, you know, you know he got hurt for a while. He was kind of out. Um, he kind of came back in like a few times, and then got hurt again. And now he's playing for the giants and he was a free agent signing for the giants after Saquon went down. So he wasn't even a rostered member of a team until like week three. So I, I hope that that doesn't happen for Todd Gurley, but he's just, he's trending in that direction right now, which sucks. Cause he's actually a talented player.
1: Yeah, no, it was that, that knee injury. I don't think people put enough stock into it. It's it, the, how many surgeries did we hear? He had like three. Something yeah. like that. I mean, it, it gets to a point where there's only so much you can do with a surgical repair. Like at some point, the more you cut it open, the more pain you're gonna end up having outside of it from scar tissue and other issues. So yeah. and from what I know is it, it was more cartilage based than anything too, right? And if you're having cartilage problems on the inside of your knee, that means that bones are rubbing bone on bone. There's no, you know
0: Yeah, didn't he like not have cartilage? Yeah. So if I
1: remember correctly, it was a cartilage issue. I mean, I'll double check right now, but so basically what, I mean, I had a similar surgery last year. I don't know if it was to the same extent. Um, but basically the the end of your bones is, um, so the, if you imagine your knee, right. As if you look at your two fists and you put them together where your knuckles are, there's cartilage there as well as, you know, ligaments and your meniscus and stuff like that. But what happens is if the cartilage around the bones, like for me, I had a circle um, that was eight millimeters in diameter um, on the bottom of my femur that just didn't have cartilage. And so it causes pain because you're rubbing bone on bone. The cartilage is just kind of this smooth surface that allows the bones to rub on each other without pain. And so when you're and we're talking, I'm walking around on my feet at a job and I'm in severe pain. So imagine what this guy's going through, you know, after doing that. I mean, he tore his ACL in college and that's the article that I'm looking at from Sports Illustrated says chronic knee injuries stemming from an ACL tear. Um, so it, and he's got like arthritis and stuff. So that's probably the issue. I imagine he's just in severe pain walking around, forget playing football. Um, and so it's, it's it's a tough injury to come back from. I would hope that he figures it out, but at some point you gotta, you know, cutting that thing open and trying to clear out all the gunk in there. That's not working for you. Just at, at some point you just got to say, you know what, am I putting myself through more pain than is necessary for this sport? Right. I get that. Totally get that. Um, but yeah, I hope the best for Todd Gurley. Honestly, it's just his production rate
0: right now is lower. And I get that. I get that he's going through a knee injury. I just hope that he can secure a job somewhere and keep that job. Um, I I don't think that it's going to be with the Falcons, uh, Unless he finds a home in Atlanta, then sure. But the Atlanta Falcons are so bad right now. So bad. Oh, my God. They're terrible. All they right. Um, and Furulo picked Atlanta, by the way. So, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Next game. This is the game that kind of did you and I in. Um, and I'm pissed because I almost went the other way. Raiders and Chiefs. I I wanted to pick the Raiders so bad, like so bad. I was like, I was like, this is the game. I said to myself, this is the game. Like the Raiders always play the Chiefs well. This is the game. The Chiefs don't look good. The Chiefs suck. The Chiefs so bad this year, so bad. I don't know why everybody on ESPN and NFL Network were saying, oh, the Chiefs only lost one game. They're still, you know, my number one in the power rankings. They've almost lost to every team they played against. Literally almost lost every single game and did lose this week. Finally, they almost lost to the Patriots without Cam Newton, by the way. They almost lost to the Chargers. And then who did they play the week before that? They almost lost to them, too. I don't even remember. But they literally... They almost lost to the Texans week one, too. I mean, that game wasn't really that good, but I didn't think the Chiefs played well. I haven't seen a good game from the Kansas City Chiefs yet this year, and that's why they are nowhere near the top of my power rankings. I'm going to release my power rankings tomorrow morning. You'll see the Kansas City Chiefs are probably not even going to be in the top 10 because they suck. They're so bad. They're so, so, so bad. I think the Chiefs are garbage. And it showed in this game. They played like trash. Patrick Mahomes played like trash. Absolute trash. The rest of the team, trash. Andy Reid, trash. The Raiders, really good. This is what John Gruden did. John Gruden, He used, this was a blueprint game. He used the Patriots and Chiefs game and saw what the Chiefs did wrong against the Patriots, sat Derek Carr down, sat Josh Jacobs down, sat anybody else on that team down that was worth sitting down and said, if you go out there, and play like Brian Hoyer, play like, who's that bum? Um, Julian Elleman. If you play like them, <laughs> if you go out there and you do what they did, if you drop passes left and right, if you throw pick sixes like Jared Stidham, if you do that, I will kill you. That's what he said to Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Nelson Aguilar, and, uh, and Jared. <laughs> That's what he said to all of them. And guess what? Everyone's afraid of John Gruden. They're afraid of him because he brings the intensity and they won this game. Good on the Raiders for winning this game. Derek Carr finally played his first good football game in his career. Patrick Mahomes flopped. The Chiefs suck. They will not be in the Super Bowl this year. They may not even be in the AFC championship. The Raiders put the league on notice this week, and then they're going to lose this week.
1: Knock on wood if you're with me. Uh (laughs) That was still, that's, I love that hard knocks that whole series, but yeah, I mean, transitive property Patriots with crit cam Newton are better than the chiefs. Yep. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Um, but yeah, I was surprised by this, to be honest, like I, the chiefs have not looked like their old selves this year, but I really didn't expect the Raiders to pull this off. Especially not like if you, if you told me last week before I made my picks that it was going to have 72 total points scored, I would not have expected it to go towards the Raiders. In the high-scoring game, I definitely would have expected the Chiefs to play better, especially because like their offense is still the Chiefs' offense, right? Like it's not like Mahomes has looked bad this year. Um, the Watkins injury certainly hurts them. Um, short of Tyreek Hill, there there's not a lot of depth now in that wide receiver core. I think. Right. But I'm like wide wide receivers. Right. Like Kelsey isn't like Kelsey's athletic for a tight end. But, you know, we're not talking we're not talking blowing by defenders like Tyreek Hill is, you know. Right. So their their wide receiver core is a little bit depleted. But I just I still in a high scoring game, do not expect the Chiefs to lose that. I I feel like they're off on them. And I just want to put this out there.
0: Sammy Watkins. I don't know where he got this elite status from, and I've seen like other sports media accounts talk about like how good Sammy Watkins is, and you know who I mean by other sports media accounts. They Sammy Watkins is not good. Sammy Watkins is not good. Sammy Watkins, not good. Not good at all. He is a very, very poor man's Tyreek Hill. He's a very, very poor man's Stefan Diggs. He's not good. He can catch the football, but that's basically the criteria you need to be a wide receiver. I'm sorry, but I can catch football too.
1: So, so yeah. to to me Sammy Watkins was a mediocre number 1 option, but a very good number 2 guy. Yeah. So, you know, he he's I I guess from a highlight standpoint, he looked good. So like on the ESPN Sports Center Reels looked really good, but in a game situation, I feel like he's much better suited um To be a number two guy. And I think that's why
0: he's he's worked
1: well with the Chiefs offense. Yeah. Because he's not under the pressure of playing for the Bills. Yeah. And I think that's why he got hyped up so much, because he looked like a good or decent receiver, but he was also playing for the Bills. So it was like, he looked better than yeah
0: he's not a wide receiver one on any team like i mean on any team yeah he could be a wide receiver one on a bad team but he wouldn't be a productive one just like the he was on the bills when they weren't that good and i mean he was like he was good for some big plays but he was just never consistently a good wide receiver one and i don't think he is now so if 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 sammy Watkins is starting on your fantasy team you have a bad fantasy team (laughs) simply put all right next game Uh, Cardinals and jets, the Cardinals proved themselves this week. They were, they, they established themselves as, as like, okay, we're back on track here. Um, there was a time there where we, you know, we were big on the Cardinals at the beginning of the year, and then they lost two games that they should have won. And now they're back to, uh, now they're back to winning status. Granted, it took a game against the New York jets to, to win, uh, right. To get back on track, but, but they won 30 to 10. Kyler Murray played well. Deandre Hopkins played well. That touchdown pass at the end was insane. Uh, the New York jets are an absolute train wreck. They just cut arguably the best running back in the NFL. Uh, and they don't fire their coach. I don't know why that guy's still there. I don't know why Sam Darnold is still there. Joe Flacco starting now. Uh, that, that organization is an absolute train wreck. They won't be good for the next 10 plus years. They might not cool. win a game.
1: I can tell you why Sam Darnold's still there. It's because they're asking prices too high. They're trying to get, like, a first-round pick for him. There's no team's going
0: to pay it. They're run by a bunch of rugrats. I mean, the New York Jets are are a terribly run organization, terribly coached team, with a bunch of bad players, too. Their best player was just cut. (laughs) That's all I can say. Like, their number one receiver is Crowder.
1: Yeah, it's tough.
0: we, we we, We need
1: a shift in the NFL right now because we just saw a team with one of the top running backs in the league not be able to get even a late round pick for him because teams knew if they didn't give up a late round pick for him, he would just get released and they could sign him in free agency. Right. Like that would never happen in the NBA. No. In the NBA, you'd get something for a guy. In the MLB, you'd get something for a, like, a guy. Same in the NHL. Yeah. Any of the other leagues, you would get something for a guy. And more and more, we're seeing like no one traded for Cam Newton. No one trades for Le'Veon Bell. Like like what are we? To- no one traded for Todd Gurley. Like I mean, yeah. granted, there's like a couple. You know, Newton and Gurley have their injury history or whatever, but. So I still Libby feel like Bale. that's something right. But you could still like, I feel like you would still trade for those guys. Like, I feel like they're still worth that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I just, just, I don't, I don't know about the jets. Oh, and 16 is my prediction. Now I don't see them winning a single game and they just gave up their, their best offensive weapon who, who just got back from injury too. came back from injury this week and they barely used him. And he still got like close to a hundred yards um i think he met what did he cap out at like 87 or something i don't know he was he was close to 100 yards and then they cut him um so yeah i don't know 77 yards
1: i don't know i think flacco gets them one
0: you one win
1: one win at least one let's
0: look at their schedule
1: that's what i'm trying to look up right now the nfl's website doesn't make it easy uh so they've got potential this week they're playing the dolphins this week
0: uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, former for like. worst uh, defense in the. Uh, I don't. I don't see them winning a single game. They play the Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, Pats, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and then Pats again. I don't see a single win in there.
1: They maybe could, the they, Dolphins. They could make either the Rams or the Browns game competitive. It really Rams. Depends. You think? I think the Rams will kill them. I I don't. I, I like, think they could take one from the. Been from impressed the Dolphins. by the Rams, they, they could definitely take one off. from the Dolphins. But I feel like we have to see if the Browns can sustain the level of production they're at right now. I think like, they will. Like they're finally, they're finally playing like we all thought they would when they right. traded. For and we said this
0: last year and at the beginning of the year. On paper, that's such a good offense, and they haven't clicked, and they're clicking.
1: On paper, I don't know that there's an offense out there with more talent.
0: Cowboys before Dak got hurt but yeah Amari Amari CD
1: Lamb Michael Gallup um Ezekiel Yeah, but Elliott, you're not talking Pollard, you're, you're talking Prescott. potential. You you're talking potential there. You're not talking talent. Like oh, he, I I think CD Lamb has plenty of talent. Look at his numbers. Right, no, I know I know that he's playing well, but I'm saying like like we didn't know that he could do that. Like if you're looking at a pure like what these guys were at the top of their game in the NFL. Like I would never look at a team where the second wide receiver options are rookie and say, Oh, they've got the most talent because you yeah. like being a rookie and jumping from college to pro in any sport is so different. Like it's yeah. two completely different games. Um, So I would never bank on a rookie playing well. Yeah, huh. I, I, I get the argument,
0: and I think they're two very similar like put offenses in terms of like oh on paper they're so good. Um, I think if you just go like down the list, I think the Cowboys might have a slight advantage, but then again it's like tough yeah, to for, tell. Yeah, well
1: from, from a running back standpoint, I think they definitely they might get enough of an edge from them over, but yeah, it's still like point
0: yeah. is Browns have point on- is the Browns on yeah on paper are a ridiculous offense like like top three, if not like top two, number one kind of deal. They're finally clicking, which I'm I'm glad for the city of Cleveland because like for the past few years now, they're like, they're one of those teams. And I think I, I mentioned, I think I used this analogy with the Bengals last week. And I said that they're going to be like the Browns for a little bit where they're like, they're giving teams good games, but they're not winning those games, but they're in games, but they're not winning them. So that's what the Browns were for, a, for the past few years was like, ah, oh, you know, you know, when Baker Mayfield stepped onto the scene, they were like in games and they were really close. They weren't getting blown out. They weren't the Browns of the early 2010s and of the mid you know, 2010s. They were a new look team. Uh, and they've changed their jerseys about a million times in like the slightest way ever. But, uh, but they, they've arrived. I think the Browns have arrived. I think they win the division and,
1: uh, I think you see them in a playoff game. I really do. I think, I think I've the got Steelers have a better shot to beat them in the division, but yeah, I could see them sneaking into the wild card. I
0: mean, sure. We can we can talk about the Steelers. Um, that's pretty stacked division right now. Um, I think the Ravens' offense is
1: fraud. Um, and I think the Steelers haven't really played in Dude, the tough game. Honestly, games. at this point, the way the Patriots have looked, if they figure out the whole COVID situation, the Ravens could miss playoffs. The Ravens might miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's a definite possibility.
0: Which is crazy. But it's you know, I know but I don't insane. think they will. I think the Steelers are gonna level out and I think the Steelers are gonna miss the oh, playoffs. Geez. Ravens and Browns will get in. I think Brown uh, Ravens is a wild card. Browns win the division. It's if that makes sense at all. Didn't yeah. they add a seventh team this year to the playoffs or something
1: weird? Oh, I think they did expand playoffs. So in that case I think the Ravens do, actually, now that I think about it. Because I feel like I feel like the Patriots and the Ravens will be competing for that last wild card spot. You think the Patriots I mean, and the Ravens will? Well, it depends, right? Like if if the Bills keep winning games, I'm not buying into the Josh Allen, you know, hype at all. the are going to But if are the Bills the keep, but if the Bills keep winning games on the pace they are, I, there's no way they lose the division. Right, I get and that. Just, I think they it will. It Just lose. comes down to it comes down to um Patriots, Browns, and Ravens at that point. Google's for a while been time. having Google's been having issues with um with
0: the the sports page. Which It's not like updating. Like, it says the Browns are are the Bills are four and which they are. Um, I think the Patriots win the division. I think the Bills are a wild card team. I think the Chiefs win the division, even though they suck. I think the Browns win the division. I think the Titans win the division. That's four. And then the Bills are five. So that leaves two spots. Steelers, Ravens. If we go like that. If there's seven teams in the playoffs, which I think there are. How is that even going to work? Only one team gets a bye. Oh, so the Chiefs will get a bye probably. Cause the chiefs have the lightest schedule out of all of those teams. Um, yeah, yeah. Pfft, bro. Don't sleep on the Colts though. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not big on the Titans. So that's the thing with the Titans and Steelers. Those are the two undefeated teams who I think haven't played a tough game yet. Uh, the Titans played a tough game last night. Um, and I, I thought they were going to lose and we'll talk about that game in a second. Um, but I just, the Steelers haven't had a big test yet. So I think they're a little, they're prematurely undefeated and I think they'll up because it's fair. As the season goes on, I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna lose every single game. They'll make the playoffs, but uh, but I don't think they're like everyone's saying like 16 and 0. That's not happening. No. Uh, all right, we just did Cardinals and Jets. Oh, next
1: game, Eagles and Steelers. Uh, Steelers were. You just carried- gotta figure it out, dude. Dak went down, and the Cowboys are still gonna win the division, and that's sad. Listen, listen,
0: the Eagles looked a lot better in this game. I think that the Steelers were carried by Chase Claypool and great performance by him. Four touchdowns for a rookie. That was a great performance. They were carried by Chase Claypool. The Eagles looked a lot better. I I really think it's time to put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands. They bring him in for like a play or two and he makes some good completions. Just give it to Jalen Hurts. I want to see him start I think he can turn this Eagles team around. If they want any shot at the division, I think you got to turn it over to Jalen Hurts because Carson Wentz isn't the quarterback that people make him out to be. I don't know why people think he's as good as he is. He just isn't the quarterback that uh, that people think he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole ordeal over there. They got to they got to figure it out. They have an opening, right? Like they have an opening.
0: There's yeah, no it,
1: way Washington's doing anything, and the Giants aren't winning the division, so. <laughs> <That's>. <laughs> Sorry, you guys don't get to see that. My roommate is a Washington fan, and so when I said there's no way Washington's doing anything, he stood up and glared at me as a joke, because he knows that they suck. <laughs> well, I mean, like, here's the deal. Here's the deal.
0: Any team in this division could could win the division. Yeah, with a losing record. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But they can win the division and make the playoffs. That's sad. Yeah. But it's true. So I'm not counting anybody out right now. I'm not even counting the Giants out right now. I mean, that's crazy to say. And no, the Giants aren't going to win the division. But don't count anybody out. That being said, I think it's time for the Eagles to look to Jalen Hurts. This game was not you know, closer than it should have been given Chase Claypool's performance. Uh, it was a nine point game. I think the Steelers blew like a crazy lead though. I think they were up like, like 30 to, to Yeah, like which 14. is if,
1: if you're uh if you're a Steelers fan, that's what concerns you because right now the thing that's been impressive all season has been the defense. Mm-hmm. And if your defense is blowing leads, well, that's what I'm saying. You're going to, you're going to see them,
0: you're going to see them get grounded and they're going to come back down to earth in the next couple of weeks. They aren't, they aren't the undefeated powerhouse team that everybody like. Everybody's talking about. I don't know why that's being floated around right now. They haven't had a tough game yet. They haven't played a tough game. Like
1: I think they, it was more just because people expected Ben Roethlisberger to look like a shell of a human being, and he's come out and he's actually looked like a starting caliber quarterback. Like not that he's the elite Roethlisberger that like won a Super Bowl. I mean, they haven't but, played a team with a winning record yet. I guess it's fair too. And they're
0: they're gonna play three in the next three weeks. They 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 could like easily like lose the next three games straight. Three games straight they could lose. Uh, I'm not big on this Steelers team at all. Uh, I wouldn't be if I were if you were listening to this right now and you wanted to be. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be. Next game though, it's my favorite game of the week. Talking Rams and the football team, baby. Oh, yeah. Twizzler! Twizzler time. So excited. I was so excited. We've been talking about it for five weeks straight on this podcast now, and we finally got it. Earlier than I thought we were going to get it. Alex, the Twizzler Smith, was back on the field for the first time ever. And, oh, my God, was it nerve-wracking watching him get piggyback ridden by Aaron Donald on the first play that he came back into the game.
1: (laughs) That man got sacked six times and all bleacher report and sports center and every other big NFL media outlet out there wanted to talk about was his family standing up and clapping. And when he went into the game and all I saw was his wife with her elbows on her knees and her hands over her face, Definitely saying a Hail Mary of some kind as to please, God, do not let that really, really big lineman wearing number ninety nine kill my husband. What
0: a terrible
1: circumstance
0: to come into if you're
1: Alex Smith. What a terrible
0: game to come into. You have the NFL's leading like pass rusher, the the strongest most intimidating, most athletic D tackle in the entire league, staring you down. You have a twizzler for a leg. You haven't played f- contact football in like 600 days. You're making your first appearance since your leg literally got snapped off, and you're and you have to go against Aaron Donald. And what does he do? He jumps on you. It was. Yeah, it's just not a not a fun. I was so nervous watching. Day, I thought I when he jumped on him. I'm like, oh, my God, his legs are just going to fold under him. Like, this is it. It's over. Yeah. Alex Smith is dead, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I was so nervous watching it, but I was also so excited because we have been calling for it to happen for weeks now. And I texted Seth and I said, it's finally happening. Here we go. And I, I just I contemplated getting on a flight to Washington to see it happen. I contemplated getting on a flight because it was history. It was absolute history. We got to see Alex Smith come back. That was great. They lost by a lot. Um, Alex Smith. Can we just appreciate two things?
1: Sure. We can appreciate lots of things, but go ahead. Okay. I misread the stats, so we're only appreciating one thing. But (laughs) the quarterbacks for the football team combined went – 18 for 30 Oof. which is pretty good like that's a that's 60 around there yeah but for 20, two quarterbacks combined <laughs> right right but but that's not the important part the important part is they combined had 111 yards
0: yeah and how i think, do I you think the majority of came two from passes and only well. we have
1: 111 yards how how does that I'm happen? I'm
0: pretty sure the majority of the yardage came from
1: Kyle Allen because I'm pretty sure Alex Dude. Smith only threw for like 25 yeah. yards or something. A- Alex Smith <laughs> was 9 for 17, so over 50% completion percentage. 34 yards He's or something got like that. 37 yards. 37. How does that y- happen? I walk
0: 37 yards every <laughs> – I probably could have walked 37 yards faster than Alex Smith threw for 37 yards.
1: Dude, he could have scrambled
0: for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's like one play. That's a Cam Newton scramble. Is thirty-seven yards. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, like that rained on the whole parade of the whole comeback story. I, just, I don't With understand the fact How that you make nine completions so and you don't bad. get a
1: single big one. How do you not get one big completion out of nine?
0: Sacked like a
1: million times. I guess that's fair. So <laughs> you know what they were probably doing? They're probably throwing screens and checkdowns and getting tackled, and that's what was happening. But yeah. still, that's unreal. Yeah, um, but the game itself,
0: Rams won 30 to 10. We both picked the Rams. Uh, Not a surprise there at all. Uh, Dwayne Haskins probably has the COVID. Uh, I don't know.
1: They they just don't believe in him. I mean, well, why wasn't he at the game? They probably said he he had. had No, he had. um, He was having issues. There was some sort of a confrontation. Issues. Issues. no, 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 no. There was like a confrontation in practice. Hang on. You sure? I thought that was Michael Thomas. Fairly. I think it was both.
0: I thought Dwayne Haskins had like a stomach issue is what they said, like right before the game. And that's why he didn't show up. And that's why Alex Smith got sick.
1: You were right. He was sick. And then Ron Rivera. throw, throw
0: Throw air quotes around sick because I'm, you know, if I was in his shoes, if I was the starting quarterback drafted by this team to be the starter for the future and I got benched for Kyle Allen I, I would I would be spontaneously sick right before the game, too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play for that team. A little disrespectful. I didn't think that he was all that bad. I knew I know that you and I were calling for um, we're calling for his uh, his benching uh, like a what a week or two ago we were. But I wasn't saying I'd bench him you know. bench him forever, forever. Uh, I was saying, let's uh, let's let's give Alex Smith a shot. It was more about giving Alex Smith the try than it was like not giving Dwayne Haskins the try. That was my rationale behind the whole thing.
1: Yeah. To me, the bigger issue is one day ago from the New York Post, Dwayne Haskins rumors, Redskins, Ron Rivera, quote, saw enough. And then three hours ago from the Washington Post, uh, Ron Rivera reiterates commitment to Dwayne Haskins. So they've got to get their story straight. Conflicting reports. So the bottom line is Dwayne Haskins probably got the COVID. He might have. He also, I feel like that's an organization that came in and was like, yeah, we're getting rid of this dude. Like, you know how, um, like sometimes you just have a quarterback where they're like, we're going to do whatever we can to get rid of this guy. Like Warren. Moon. Mitchell Trubisky. What, no, 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 like, well, not even Trubisky. Mm-hmm. He got so many chances. But like, like well, I think about that. He showed up. Yeah. Right, right. I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. A quarterback so that I, they I listened. I listen to, to Bomani Jones' podcast all the time. And what okay. he talked about this week was uh, the Warren Moon situation in Houston. Basically, the Oilers did whatever they could to get rid of Warren Moon. Um, and he ended up playing an extra, like, nine. They traded him away. And then so that they could bring in this guy that they had behind him the guy that they had in behind him played for the year that they traded away Warren moon and never played again. And Warren moon went on to play an extra like nine years. And the bottom line was they just didn't want Warren moon to be their quarterback anymore. And I think that's what we're seeing with the football team. They decided that they don't want Haskins as their quarterback. And granted, I don't know that Haskins is like really getting gypped here. I don't know that he's ever really shown to be all that good, but I don't think the organization is necessarily behind him either. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that as well. Um, tough because I liked him at Ohio State, but uh, Cart made a good point
0: last week and said that Stephen A. Smith kind of did Dwayne Haskins' career in by, um, by saying that he was a good mobile quarterback and putting this notion around Dwayne Haskins that he was a good mobile quarterback. Dwayne Haskins is not a good mobile quarterback. He can't really move that well. Um, he, he's a great pocket passer, and that's what he was known for at Ohio State. So I don't know why Stephen A. Smith said that he was a good mobile quarterback. He's not. And I think that the expectation for Dwayne Haskins was like, sick, we got ourselves a mobile quarterback. He's a pocket passer. He sits back in the pocket and he lets it fly. That's what he does best. So I hope that Dwayne Haskins can, can land with a team, or maybe if, if Washington gives him a second shot, I hope that he can land with a team and with a coach and with an offense where they can just let him be him. Because I also don't think that he's necessarily gotten that that freedom. To just be a pocket passer yet, I think that there's still this kind of notion that he can run the football. Yeah, he can run the football inside the five. Um, but so can every quarterback. So yeah, uh, Washington another one of those teams that like has the uh, opportunity to win the division. Uh, they're going, they're undergoing some serious changes right now in terms of just like playing three different quarterbacks, like injuries to uh to different players. They don't really have an established run game right now. They don't really have an established receiving well, so game just either. The whole situation with the team itself they like also the don't have a team name um yeah, and they're being a... investigated by right. the nfl so they're going through a lot they're going through a time clearly so cut them some damn slack people all right they're trying their hardest they so, won one game and that's more than i expected of them so yeah fair enough so washington lost and that's the moral of the year next game this is the other one that did us in uh, Dolphins and 49ers. You and I picked the 49ers, obviously, and team
1: Mostert coming back and Jimmy, Jimmy coming, coming back.
0: back. George Kittle was back for the second week in a row. Um, the Dolphins are bad. Uh, it, it, the stars were aligned for the 49ers to win this game, and they just didn't. So uh, and shout out to Kyle Shanahan, who was saying, I like quarterbacks who don't throw interceptions. That was a good quote, too. (laughs) Really, really Matt Nagy esque with the whole some highs, a lot of lows. (laughs) Uh, Huge shot shot at Jimmy G there. Uh, Yeah, the 49ers. I've never been big on their offense. Uh, I think them getting to the Super Bowl last year was somewhat of a fluke. Uh, They might miss the playoffs this year. They probably will. Um, They just what what the hell? What I mean, division? they're certainly not going to the dolphins,
1: the fish, the flying fish. They lost to them. No, th- they're not going to win the division this year. I mean, last year, the Seahawks, you know, didn't necessarily have the greatest year in the world. And the 49ers had a really good one. And now the Seahawks are on top of the world. Yep. And isn't who else is in that division? It's Seahawks right. Niners. Who? Cardinals. Cardinals. Yes, Cardinals oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah. They're going to be third place if they're lucky.
0: Yeah, if the Cardinals can can play like they played in the first two weeks, sure. Which I don't see why they won't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They're a toss up right now. guess that's fair. We're not. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect from the Cardinals moving forward because they beat a really bad team this week. So mm. we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. The 49ers will like be at the bottom of that of that division. Yeah. I don't know. They lost this week. Not much Dolphins.
1: more to say about that one. I don't know.
0: In a, in a Dolphins team that has no weapons at all, in my opinion, what, Matt Gesicki, that's your weapon. Jordan Howard's your running back. Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick is your quarterback. That team has no weapons at all. That's, that's for the a little country. bit of
1: old man magic.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Not too much. He's starting to run out of the magic, too. This is around the time of the year where he kind of loses it. So we'll see what happens. All right, next game. This is this is the game. This is the game. Uh, Cowboys and Giants. Uh, the story of the week: Dak Prescott went down with a horrific injury. Um, that was probably one of the more emotional injuries I've seen live and like had to watch and experience. I almost shed a few tears. I'm not the most emotional person. I'm pretty, you know, uh, stone Uh, But that was sad. That was just watching him there, like. Dak Prescott's such a good dude. He's like one of the good guys in the NFL. He's doing. He's had. He's had to overcome so much. I remember when he first came into the league. He was a backup to Tony Romo. And my dad showed me a newspaper article that was in the Boston Globe, talking about how Dak Prescott's been studying the playbook and he knew all the plays inside and out. knew it like knew it like the back of his hand. And you know, lo and behold, he actually started games when Tony Romo went
1: down. Um, and then they kind of they kind of which was wild, given how much um. Like even after Romo came back, because given how much Jerry Jones loves Tony Romo, they stuck with Dak and it's
0: because he knew the playbook and you put the work in. And then, you know, he just he was he's one of the good guys in the NFL. He's a great quarterback. He was putting up MVP numbers this year on a really, you know, on a team with a lot of potential, but a terrible defense that wasn't helping them out at all. Um, you know, his brother committed suicide and he was going through a deep depression after that, and he actually had the courage to come out and talk about it. Yeah, shout out to like,
1: Skip Bayless for being the worst person. Oh my god, Skip Bayless,
0: you. honestly. What a stupid comment. Like Doc Prescott, and we can all relate. Like, like, you know, you don't have to to be diagnosed with a clinical depression to just be going through like a tough time in your life. We've all been through that before. And we all know how it feels. It sucks, and it feels really good to just talk about it and to get it out there. I, I know that I've come onto this podcast. A million times before, and just, you know, put it all out there for everybody to hear about my deepest thoughts and feelings, just because it's good to talk about it. And him coming out and talking about it and doing that interview and saying, look, there was a time there where, like, I wasn't okay, and it's okay to not be okay. And let's raise some more awareness about this. Let's normalize talking about this. Like just because I'm a pro athlete doesn't mean I don't have like stuff that's going on in my own life. Skip Bayless coming out and saying that he doesn't feel bad for him. What an idiot. What an idiot Skip Bayless is. And that's, that's like ESPN lost me years ago with that. And, 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 you know, the one show that I still, you know, I'd tune into them sometimes, Skip and Shannon. I'd tune into the um, pardon in the interruption or whatever. Uh, ESPN completely, completely lost me when, when Skip Bayless said that. And like, there were no repercussions whatsoever for him saying that.
1: Um, and then, you know, Dak Prescott was just doing all the right things. He said that thing. on Fox. He said that on Fox. It was on, Fox, like, whatever. that was recent. It was, it was on his FS1 show with, um, with Shannon Sharp. Skip and Shannon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: uh, just, you know, Dak Prescott was one of the
0: good guys in the NFL um and he just had a great story around him and he was fighting through all the BS, all the BS that the Cowboys were putting him through, all the BS that he's had to deal with with the past few years and he was putting up MVP numbers this year. And he, he went down on a play where he was putting it all out on the line. That was a play where he easily could have run out of bounds. He easily could have slid. uh It wasn't third down, so he didn't need to fight for that first down. He, you know, it was a drawn up designed play where he. In the ball from the get go and he stiff arms the defender, and his leg just unfortunately folds up under the defender and just bent in like the worst way possible. It's one of those injuries that you just had to look away for. I still can't really look at it. Um, and shout out to Tony, it was, just, Romo. It was
1: like a fluky, it was a fluky, yeah. Shout out to Tony Romo for the best call ever, Jeez. the best, the best oh. play
0: call ever, in my opinion. So, so oh, Dak Press. Yeah. we all saw it. Like, I was sitting there with my dad, we all saw it happen. As soon as he went for that stiff arm, I literally said to my dad, Uh oh before he before he even went for the stiff arm. Because that's never a good scenario to be in. Stiff arming a defender who's diving at your ankles while you're going for a first down is never a good situation to be in. I go, uh-oh. He, he stiff arms him, leg folds under, and we all saw it go the wrong way, and it stayed like that. You know an injury is bad when the leg just stays like that. Um, and he rolls over and he points to his leg, which is clearly turned in the opposite direction. And Tony goes... Oh, uh, you hope, you hope it's just a cramp. <laughs> and I go, what? I'm like, do you not see his foot is in a 90 degree angle. It's not a cramp. His foot is turned the wrong way. It is literally pointed the wrong way. And Tony Romo goes, you hope it's just a cramp, a cramp. My God, astute observation from Tony Romo, cramp. That, yeah, that's that a tough was one. the I mean, first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Not broken leg, dislocated ankle, not shattered ankle bone. No, cramp. That was the first diagnosis that came to mind for Tony Romo. And that's all the evidence I needed. Tony Romo well, should be fired
1: immediately. Nah, I mean, here's the thing. To be, to be completely honest with you, I'm not— So first off, I feel like the play was just kind of a fluky thing. Like it's just Logan Ryan's leg just hit him in the wrong spot. That was was nobody's fault. Yeah, it was no one's fault. The Um, football play got rolled up on. And as as far as the as far as the Romo comment, they're in person to do this. Like they are in in the stadium and they have monitors. But Tony Romo isn't looking at the monitor. He's watching the play happen in front of his eyes. So when he sees Dak Prescott he still – when he sees Dak Prescott go down, he's not necessarily looking at the monitor immediately to see what happens. So he's probably saying, oh, you hope it's just a cramp. And also you have to keep in mind the TV is delayed. So he's right. – the way – so you, the way he's seeing it is a little bit ahead of
0: – I feel like even if you're in the skybox and the media box, I think Jim Nance – Jim Nance is his partner, right? Uh, yeah. Used to be Phil Simms, yeah. Um, I think Jim Nance reacted to it at the same time.
1: No, he he waited. That's the thing. If you listen, I think to it, I think Jim Nantz like said like, oh afterwards. god, or something. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I haven't gone back and looked at it because I don't want to look at the injury again. Um, it, but I don't know. Great, great play call. Great play by play. Huge. Feel like you would
1: have done a better job. You the BU hockey play man. Thank you. I, <laughs> I I miss I miss getting to do my uh my radio for, for hockey. It's you know it's it's tough, right? Because it's it, you only learn so much going doing recorded tv shows and recorded podcasts though i guess with us we don't stop and fix it when we mess up if i'm doing a recorded tv show we're allowed to like stop and then restart the segment or restart from a certain point if we have to that's what i like about doing play-by-play if you mess up you just got to go with it you got to keep on it's all in the moment there's no take backs at that point so Yeah, I definitely miss it. I, I don't know that I could do a better color job than Tony Romo. I'm not going to lie, because mm. some of the picks he made, but it, like just because the fact like I played football for three seasons and I was yeah. like lying. Like I never I never played quarterback. I didn't have that cerebral level of the game that Tony Romo had. I could do play by play, but I and I do trust my ability to not look at that play and think that his you know, I think that it was a crime, right? But well, quick plug give for, for,
0: um, quick plug for TBR content coming up. You will have the opportunity to do play by play, uh, because we are planning to do a pickup football game, completely televised and broadcast, um, uh, not televised, but you know, recorded, edited broadcast. We may even broadcast it live once it's all edited with announcers from TBR Sports, I think we're going to have a panel of announcers. And we may play multiple games, too. So, like, one episode, maybe Seth and I will announce the game in post. Maybe Carp and Seth. Maybe Carp and me. Maybe we get Brandon Bruce involved. Maybe we get whoever's involved. I don't know. So, quick plug for that. Seth can do his play-by-play then. And then, and then we can see if you are better than Tony Romo or not. Um, but, yeah, I'm not a big Tony Romo guy. I don't know if you could tell or not. Uh, <laughs> my mom hates him, but it's only because she's a Giants fan. I don't even like. I I didn't even like mind of as a player. I think he's a terrible play by play guy. He's te- or not. He's not play by play. He's color commentator, but still, I
1: think. I he's mean, I, like his first year as a color commentator, when we were seeing all of those like ESPN clips of him like predicting plays. Well, he predict them seen. as they were happening. <laughs> yeah. The thing. The thing with me was that. <laughs> I didn't find a lot of those all that impressive. No, it's like, not I just hard. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching him do it and being like, whoa, that's wild. There were a couple in there where it was like he was actually just looking at the way everyone was set up and he just called you it. you see perfect. the format, so,
0: like they do it all the time. I, I don't know why it's like specific to Tony Romo. They do it all the time. Whenever a team's in the red zone, the color guy will circle like it's usually like a Travis Kelsey, someone like that who's at the top of the route. And they'll be like, watch Kelsey here. And they'll circle him with the yellow like. Uh, pen thing. It's not specific to Tony Roma. Like, it's not hard. Like, I do that all the time when I'm watching red zone. I can predict who the ball is going to go to. Like, it's not hard. If you play Madden enough, if you play NCAA football enough, like, you know the plays, you know the formations, you know what's coming. It's not like it's one thing before they break the huddle to say, hey, I think they're going to go shotgun formation, screen pass out to the right flank, and he's going to run, uh, you know. 5 yards to the right and then cut in at the pylon and score a touchdown. When you're looking at the formation and predicting what's going to happen, that's not as impressive. I'm sorry, it's not. So like everyone was like, "Whoa, he's a genius." Well, first of all, he was a starting quarterback in the NFL. So he like his job was to study the playbook and to know the plays. And second, he's not a excuse me, he's not a genius for just looking at a team's formation or their offensive formation and guessing who they're going to throw the ball to. Just not. Yeah. Don't yeah.
1: like Tony Romo. All right. But yeah. We only like, have a and, few more games to get to.
0: We do, yeah. In all seriousness, no, though, like like, like prayers up for Dak. Like, that oh, was, yeah, for that sure. That was an
1: emotional,
0: emotional injury. Like very emotional. Like w- sitting there watching him on the cart. Just I- in that moment, you knew that he knew his season was over. We knew that his season was over. um, And, and it's tough, too, because this is a contract year for him. This is a negotiation year. Uh, and it's going to be really tough for the Cowboys to want to invest a lot of money in Dak Prescott, not knowing what his future is going to look like anymore after this injury. Like this isn't just like, yeah, he's out for four to six months, but you know, it's a lot more than that. We saw Alex Smith, like almost lost his leg because of an injury like that. Gordon Hayward went through like some significant, I think it's a little bit
1: more comparable to when Mike Vick went down in like, Oh, four ish. Um, and Mike Vick came back and was still running all over the place. So to me, yeah. especially like, cause here's the thing. I would be a little bit more worried about Dak. If he was Lamar Jackson, if he's Lamar Jackson and he gets this injury, I'm like, okay, I don't know that he can be the same player, but he's Dak Prescott. He's mobile enough, but he's not known for his legs. He's a, yeah. he's a quarterback. He can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I see him do that, it's a it's going to be a grind of a um, a grind of a comeback. But he did what Kobe did when Kobe tore his Achilles. Kobe was sitting on the trainer's table the night that he tore his Achilles. And they were like, yeah, this is gone. He's like, all right, let's go rush me to surgery. Let's do it right now. And that's what Dak did. He was in surgery yeah. just hours after the game. So mm-hmm. he's going to be like literally he's already been doing. PT he's already on the rehab train I guarantee it yeah. and that dude's coming back with a fire I, I'm, I not about, I'm not
0: worried about I'm not worried about him coming back at like a different you know capacity like I think he'll, be, he'll come back and be fine I think from a from a financial standpoint for the Dallas Cowboys right now I just think it's real hard to want to invest money into someone where there's just like that there's always going to be that level of uncertainty um because yeah we can like we you and I think that he's going to come back and he's going to be fine but are you really, if you're the Cowboys front office, are you really willing to make that investment long term? Let's say that this injury takes longer to rehab. Let's say that there's complications in, in his PT. Let's say that, you know, he isn't back up to speed yet. We just don't know. Uh, nobody knows. So it's going to be hard for him to get paid this year, which sucks because if he kept playing the way he was playing, he was going to have a big payday. So I hope that he'll get paid when he gets back by somebody. If it's not the Cowboys, like it might not be like the Cowboys might want to move on just to have a safer pick. Um, I don't know. I, I wish the best for him in, in, in terms of that standpoint, like coming back and making sure that he has job security and that he's getting the money that he's worth. Cause Dak Prescott, in my opinion, was in the MVP race until this past Sunday. Um, and it sucks. It really just sucks going down like that, having the year that he was shaping up to have. That sucks. That just sucks. Um, so best wishes to Dak. Best wishes to, you know, his family, obviously going through like so much in the past few months. Um, but he's a strong guy. We know he's a strong player. He's he's one of the league leaders um, in terms of just being like a strong willed individual level headed. So you, you just never want to see it. Happen to anybody but especially Not somebody like Dak Prescott that just Sucks so yeah Um all right let's Speed through these next few games because they aren't Really that important Browns and Colts I picked the Browns uh these are both Two three and one teams which is shocking to Everybody um Browns offenses Looked good they're finding their rhythm Uh and they proved me right they Proved you right and they beat the Colts And they are well on their way To a winning season this year
1: yeah, I mean they looked they looked good. They looked the way they're supposed to. OBJ put up a second week in a row of actually playing well. Uh you know, maybe the uh maybe the number twos on his chest are giving him some extra extra I don't know. I don't even know. I just wanted to make that joke because good I, joke. I find it so
0: funny. Good word association. Um <laughs> it'd be funny if his number was twenty two. That would be
1: real. That'd that be, be so funny. funny. That would, that be, would really be funny. funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, well, Hey, you know, his two, his number's 13. If you do three minus one, it's number two. So there we go. There's your, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to give him shit for liking shit on his chest. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they, they, they looked good. They looked like an actual football team for once. So yeah. good for them. Uh, can't believe that the Colts with old man, Philip Rivers have a winning record. I think they actually not 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 so hot take the Colts win more games than Philip Rivers has kids this year. Yeah. So that would mean that they would have to win
0: 10 games. That oh, that's a good season for the Colts. I know. 10 and <laughs> 6 is a good year. I'm going to say they're going to fall short of that and they're going to be 9 and 7. That's that's my guess. They'll have as many wins as he has kids. Unless, of course, he, he's having kids currently that we don't know about,
1: which is it's very so Wait, hang on. Do, do we, we set nine, the over-under at nine and a half? half?
0: Yeah. Do we set the over-under at nine and a half? set the over-under <laughs> at nine and a half. Set that, and we're, we're coming back to it every single week that we record this podcast. Um, if you have nine kids, what's <laughs> stopping you from having more? Nothing we, is stopping you from having know, more nothing. kids if you already have nine of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you must love kids to do that. Or... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we, we try to keep it PG 13 around here, but you can infer that what that uh, what that uh, brief pause meant. Uh, yeah, go Browns. Next game, uh, Vikings and Seahawks. The Vikings played their first good football game of the year.
1: Yes, they should not have been this close.
0: Should not have been this close. Uh, the Seahawks are my number one team in the league, still undefeated. Uh, they found a way to get the win and that's what winning teams do. Even when you're not having the best of games, it was raining. It was cold in Seattle. Uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the run game is still not established for the Seahawks. Pete Carroll's still trying to figure that part of it out. Um, they're my number one team. They'll be number one in the power rankings, uh, this week for sure. There, they are no doubt the best team in the NFL. Russell Wilson is no doubt the MVP favorite. Um, What do you think about the play call by the Minnesota Vikings to go for it on fourth down to try to put the game away?
1: I don't mind it. I think it's the right call to make. I think you're in a situation where you know that you have the one of the runaway MVP candidates right now in Russell Wilson, uh, who's proven time and time and again that he can win games late other than that one really, really famous time that wasn't, Entirely his fault. Thank you, Malcolm Butler. Yeah. um But I, I think if you're the Vikings, you're like, all right, I don't want that guy on the field. I'm going for it on fourth down. And I, I think you made the right decision. I just, didn't, I don't think they executed it enough or what properly. Obviously, yeah, they obviously, <laughs> obviously,
0: yeah. Um, I, I don't like the play call. I understand the rationale behind it. Um, I understand that they were hundred percent on fourth downs in the game. And I understand that if they had gotten that fourth down, the game is completely put away for good. Here's my thinking. You're the Minnesota Vikings. You you suck. Uh, you're playing against the best team in the league right now. You are winning in their home stadium, which is said to be one of the hardest places to play in when there's fans. Obviously there weren't any, uh, but still a daunting atmosphere nonetheless against the MVP front runner and his the greatest offense in football right now and the best team in football right now in the Seattle Seahawks. By the way, ugly uniforms. Um, they they basically march it down the whole field, the Vikings, and it's fourth and short. You could have kicked a chip shot field goal to go up by eight. Or you go for the first down, you get it, and then you kind of milk the clock and the game's over and you could go for a touchdown too. Here's why I would have kicked the field goal. and. And, you know, from an analytical standpoint, like this could probably prove me wrong. I don't know. Um, I know that their win percentage, if they had gone for it on fourth down, would have significantly risen. But here's my thinking. You kick that field goal and you make it. You're up by eight. You kick the ball deep to the Seahawks and pin them deep. They now have, what was it, a minute and 30 seconds, not even, to go back basically like 100 yards, call it 95 yards in best case scenario, 100 to 95 yards up the field, score a touchdown in bad weather, and then go for the two-point conversion. And then that just ties the game. In, I feel like there was just more of a calculated risk in that sense of not getting it and then putting the football in the hands of the MVP front runner, who you know is going to go 94 yards and score a touchdown to now win the game. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, They were down by five after the Vikings didn't go for it. I mean, after the Vikings didn't get the first down, Russell Wilson marches them up the field and they score a touchdown to win the game. I think you kick that field goal. You go up by eight and you let the defense just win the game. And so what if he marches down the field and gets the two point conversion? You still have overtime to play for. You, that coin toss could go either way. There's no bias. There's no home field advantage when it comes to the coin toss. The coin toss could go either way. Even if you lose the coin toss, you still get another shot at playing defense. The conditions were really, really bad. You could have forced them to kick a field goal or kick the, or punt the ball to you in overtime. And that's all a big what if if they went down the field in the first place and scored and got a two-point conversion in the pouring rain. I think that it just made sense to kick the football. I think if they kicked it, they would have won that game. Uh, It's easy for me to sit here and complain about it now that they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. But I said in that moment, I texted Michael Lynch and I said, the Vikings just lost the game before they even went for the fourth down. They hadn't even went for it yet. And I saw the offense come back out on the field and I texted him and I said, the Vikings just lost the game and they didn't get it. And Russell Wilson did what he does best and he proved himself to be the best quarterback in the league. Seahawks won by one point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still stand by it. I think you, I think they had flashbacks to weren't they playing the Seahawks in that game? The laces out, missed field goal. Was that that game? Uh, it might have been. Uh, I I want to say they were playing at the University of Minnesota because they were in between stadiums. Oh yeah, because they were about to open up the and I think I want to say it was against the Seahawks um and laces out missed the field goal and i think that's what they were having flashbacks to. and i uh, i still think it's fourth and short you might as well go for it and yeah
0: i understand the logic the seahawks defense had been terrible all night they'd gotten every fourth down that they'd gone for i just think that if you're looking at like that was a do or die situation i would have played it a lot safer than they did and i think it would have you know in turn won them the won them the game but we'll never know Seahawks won the game. They remain undefeated. They're at the top of the league. They're at the top of my power rankings for week six. Next game. Chargers and Saints. This one went to overtime. Um, the Chargers might be the best worst team in the league. Uh, they look good. <laughs> Justin Justin Herbert looks good. They can't win games, but they're giving teams real good games. Look at the teams that they've played. They took the Saints to overtime. They took the Bucs to like the the like basically halfway through the fourth quarter. They took the Chiefs to, to overtime, right? I believe so. Yeah. Was that game in overtime or was it a late fourth? I think it was overtime and Harrison Butker hit the thing.
1: Yeah, it was overtime. It it was it was overtime, but they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win in in regulation, I think. Right. Yeah. They've taken
0: some good teams to some good games. I think it's going to take them a year or two to establish like the entire team. Uh, Justin Herbert looks good. I think he's your guy for the future for sure. They're also doing this without a running back. Um, Austin Eckler is, has been hurt. Um, and their, their backup, Justin Kelly, just like, isn't that good. They don't really have like, yeah. Um, Keenan Allen, he's all right. Uh, Williams, he's a big play specialist, but he's inconsistent and Hunter Henry's, uh, you know, okay. Tight end. I think it's going to take them a few years to find the, the missing pieces to the puzzle, but they look good. I think they're the best worst team in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that they've got a good shot of if they can get lucky in a couple of games, sneaking their way into the playoff picture. I don't know. They make playoffs. They can definitely, you know, be in the conversation come week 15 for. yeah, They'd have to go on a little bit of a tear because the AFC is where
0: it's at right now. And uh, it's going to be tough for them to sneak in wildcard. Maybe if they, if they go on a little bit of a run, which they can, they've got a good schedule coming up. But yeah, we both picked the Saints. The Saints won the game in overtime.
1: Yeah, shout out to that guy that bet like 1.1 million on the Saints to win this game and only won 400 thousand or 500 thousand. I don't get
0: people that do that at all. That doesn't I, make sense. I don't sense get to people me. who
1: bet more to win less.
0: I'm a big like you bet less to win more guy.
1: Yeah, I've I would never like like I get if I'm betting on the Saints to win a game like that's a usually a fairly safe bet to make. I don't. But make. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not wagering a million dollars. I mean, granted, granted, I don't know, like 14 K. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't know what that guy's financial situation is. You know, maybe he's making Probably, LeBron you, James. Fuck you money where he's making yeah. more from endorsements than he is from his $30 million NBA deal. Like, right. you know, for, for all I know, that's what that guy's raking in. But I still, I just think that's wild.
0: I yeah. don't see that, yeah. but yeah, I mean, to me, the saints are done. They're, they're done. Uh, they're, they're clearly having issues. Michael Thomas seems to be a head case. Now they're relying on Alvin Kamara noodle arm breeze. Can't throw the football longer than six yards. Um, this, the saints are done. I think the drew Brees era is over. I mean, I, yeah, like,
1: I think this, this is, is their games. last. I think this is their last year of competing with breeze, but I don't like to me. They're not done until the season's over. Like I feel like no, they're going to be playoffs and they'll be uh com- the, they'll compete towards the end of the season. I mean they definitely have the, exactly the potential to miss playoffs. I mean, like, sure.
0: for, for a lot of years the Saints early on have been a lock to make the playoffs. I don't think this is one of those years. I think
1: that they're wild card team at best. Yeah, but I don't I don't know that that's necessarily on them, right? Yeah. Like you have Tom Brady coming into your division. Yeah don't look terrible. I think it is on them. I think Drew Brees is past his prime.
0: Uh, right, but well, they, still well have, past.
1: they still have have Hill and Jameis. Well, Jameis is only there on a one mm. year, but like, yeah, uh, no, I, I don't think they're like future
0: wise. I don't think they'll have an issue. I think this year is just not their year. They're usually, I just feel like the saints are usually like a, a lot more hyped up than they are this year. And yeah. yeah, partially that's because Brady's joining the division, but I don't, think Berate, I don't think the Bucks are anything special either. Like the Panthers can make the playoffs
1: over both right, of those. We're also we're not used to, um, you know, the Saints being three and two. You know, you usually see them go four and zero. Oh. Right. Like at this point, we're we're used to seeing them be like four and one.
0: It's we're a weird not. year. It's a weird yeah. year. Let's just, you know, call it how it is. And to wrap up the, the night of the reverse pick'em, talk talking about talking about a weird year, uh, a team that was off because of covid for like weeks came in and beat the best team in the AFC. In my opinion, uh, they beat the Bills. Um, Josh Allen's still elite. Uh, Stefan Diggs is still doing his thing. This Bills team has absolutely nothing to worry about. It was just a fluke game. I think they just got caught in the in in a tough scenario. And the Titans played well. I don't think the Titans are a threat to anybody in the AFC. Uh they're they're too inexperienced. Um yeah, they no, have, I mean that's
1: what we, we said last match. year and then they beat the Patriots and then they beat the Ravens. Well, the Patriots like, were. In.
0: Yeah. Right, wrong, yeah fine,
1: both, no. t- both teams that that you know how I feel about. So, right, but at the same time it's like you walk into that we- wild card weekend uh, yes, it's weird that the Patriots are even playing wildcard weekend. Like, it's, it's yeah. a weird thing to see. But also, you don't expect, even with the struggles Brady was having last year and the lack of talent on that team, you don't walk into that game thinking, oh, the Titans are definitely going to win this game. You're like, the Patriots are locked. They're going to win this one. And yeah, they, exactly. And they didn't pull it out. You trust in Belichick and Brady together as a team to pull that out. And the Titans surprised them, did the same thing with the Ravens. I think the Titans are better than people give them credit for. But at the same time, I'm not like shiver me timbers are going to be so good. Shiver me timbers. Nice phrase. I, was trying, <laughs> I, was trying to say, I think I was trying to say I'm not shivering in my boots or quaking. quaking. I, just, I, that, that was the, I was going to say shivering in my boots. And then I started saying shivering. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what else to say here. So
0: it's late. <laughs> You just pulled the uh, you just pulled the uh, the Dave Portnoy. Uh, if I had a nickel for every time someone uh, tried to put me in jail, I'd be serving a hundred life sentences. <laughs> <laughs> that was the shiver shiver me shiver me boots quake earth whatever. That was good. Um, yeah, uh, the Titans are a well coached team. They'll win the division, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's the bottom line because Brendan Willett says so. Ah, sure. All right. All right. So thank you for tuning into the reverse pick'em. Few things to plug before the episode ends. There are rumblings, little rumblings, little, little, just little murmurs that TBR Wiffleball is going to bubble for a postseason in the coming months. Nothing has been confirmed or denied yet. Uh, it was brought across the uh, the Players Association board. Um, for which I am a member, and you are as well. Although your team did not qualify for playoffs, unfortunately, I thought I was on well, the pause. You're on my team now. Never mind, Seth. This <laughs> this does this does definitely affect you. Um, yeah, because my team is the uh, is the Yankees now. it's, it's Vito. Yeah, you are on my team. I forgot I signed you. Uh, it's been so long since we played wiffle ball. So basically, here's how everything went down. The season was paused because of the, the postseason because of covid. We finished out the regular season. Each team played 15 games, I think it was. Each team ended up playing 15 games and then we paused because of covid. Uh we had some positive tests in the batch. Um I I won't disclose who, but we had some positive tests and we decided to shut it down for fear that we would we would start an outbreak in our community. So and I stopped editing the games at that point too. Um so I put on the story the other day. Uh, I said, you know, we're in a little bit of like a a time right now at TBR where I'm caught up on all the editing for the most part. And we're just kind of doing these podcasts and I'm doing like some live streams here and there. We're kind of waiting for, um, for this November to January break where we're all together and we can do content together. So we're kind of waiting for that to kick in within like the next few weeks. Um, so I put on the TBR story. I said, Hey, you know, I know that the season was, you know, the postseason wasn't finished, but we finished the regular season. Would you guys want us to put out the edited games of the regular season and have us crown a regular season champion, and there it was an overwhelming yes was the was the consensus among the TBR fans. And then uh, your teammate, my teammate Ryan Tarmy, slid up on the story and said bubble postseason, and I was like, that's not a bad idea because the original idea for the postseason was going to be just two teams. You know, a like a five game World Series or something like that, just the top two teams. And it worked out that the top two teams were our team, the Diamondbacks and uh, Michael Lynch's team. The uh, Sorry, we're not the Diamondbacks. We're the, we're the Padres. Padres. Our team, the Padres and Michael Lynch's team, the Diamondbacks. And it just so happened that like those are the top two teams we were going to play at like the end of August and then the COVID outbreak in TBR Whiffle started and we paused the season. We didn't make it public or anything, uh, cause we didn't want to set off any alarm bells for anybody. We did not want to freak anybody out. Uh, so we just kind of like fizzled out, but, but keep an eye out for that because like there are murmurs that it might come back. And even if we don't do a, like a bubble post season, uh, I still think we're going to post the, uh, the, um, the regular season games, like the remaining. Romantic- games on the YouTube so keep an eye out for that. Uh number 2, uh my first season as head coach of the UCF Knights in NCA Football 14 has come to a close. All but one video is up on the YouTube and uh I did decide that I was going to leave UCF and I have been brought on by Texas A&M as the offensive coordinator. So Boomer Oakley season two is the offensive coordinator for Texas A&M. I'm going to be live streaming pretty much three, three, four days a week from, from now on. And, uh, and we're going to have some great content come out of that. So tune in for that. Uh, people like those live streams, people who tuned in, uh, TBR college football game day returns this weekend with, uh, Tarmy, who is in isolation for, for reasons that I won't tell you. And, uh, (laughs) I'm sure, I mean, just, I feel like you just kind of he is unfit to play is how we're <laughs> is how we're looking at it. Um, that's coming back this weekend. Uh, TBR Pick'Em obviously will be back this weekend as well, this podcast. And uh, since it's on a six day weekend for the high school kids, Um, there's a chance that we've got some more content in terms of like maybe live stream reactions to the NFL games on Sunday, maybe a little Chell Madden tournament. I know that's something that's going to happen over November break as well, or December and November, January break, whatever it is that big break where everybody's home. Um, stuff like that is, is coming really soon. So just here's my like suggestion is just follow the Instagram because we're literally going to post everything just on the Instagram. So at TBR sports on Instagram, follow the Instagram. I put something on the story today. I don't know if it'll still be up by the time you hear this podcast, if you made it all the way to the end and, or you're hearing this podcast in time to catch it, put something on. the we, we did, we did this one for a long time. We did. Yeah. Um, uh, I put something on the story today said we're starting an email list. So um, we just want to like get a better way to connect with like our most loyal, loyal fans. So if you if you feel that that's you, that you listen to every podcast, you watch every video, you like every post, you are one of the loyal TBRsters. And you want to join the email list and find out about stuff early and get early access and behind the scenes access to some stuff and some free access to some free merchandise as well. And you want to join the email list, head on over to TBR Sports. If you're hearing this podcast and the story is still up, all you have to do is drop your email in that little box that I put. If it's not up, DM us on TBR Sports and just say, hey, I want to join the email chain. Uh, Here's my email. Or you can reach out to any of us personally if you know us and we'll just add you to the email chain. But, yeah, super excited. Long-winded way of saying – Bunch of content is coming, and that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, Long podcast, so we don't want to keep any of you here longer than you should, but I hope you enjoyed listening to our Reverse Pick'em recap. We'll be back in a few days to do the uh, Pick'em for Sunday, and we're just going to do Sunday because hopefully no COVID cancellations this week, although fingers crossed. So, yeah, that's all I've got. Seth, anything? No, just sign up for that email list. Get that free merch, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, But, yeah. This has been episode 45. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time, boys.